Hi, my name's Dave Green. I'm the CMO of Demand Matrix. And this series at Sunnyside Up is about marketing, product management, sales, and leadership. You know, I think the first thing, just for anybody out there that uh, is newer into marketing that might be hearing this, uh, I'm really honored because Eric Peters, HubSpot, where you work, uh, really invented the whole category of inbound marketing. And you guys have probably uh, generated like a billion leads from content marketing. Tell me, for those of the people that don't know, what kind of problems your company solves and the specific uh, role that you play there uh, at HubSpot? Sure, absolutely. So HubSpot is uh, marketing, sales, and soon-to-be services software, uh, all uh, sort of front office suite software for small to mid-market size businesses. Uh, we help companies do those activities more efficiently and uh, automate a lot of the manual tasks involved in marketing and sales and customer service. I work in the HubSpot Academy team, which is the training division of HubSpot. And HubSpot Academy actually started out as very focused on customer enablement, teaching customers how to use our software. And what happened was we created this inbound certification course. And a lot of people sort of snuck into that course, even though they weren't customers. So we said, you know what, we're the inbound marketing company. We might as well just open this up for free to everybody. And let's just start the free online course. Nowadays, we're at about 137,000 people who have have an active certification, which means they've done it in the last two years. Um, and we keep that course updated and we've added new courses uh, to keep up with industry trends. And now HubSpot Academy, like I said, is a whole big community um, of its, in itself. If I understood you correctly, a big part of the Academy is, is really kind of a content marketing play for HubSpot, just giving back to the marketing community and growing up exactly. good inbound marketers. Is that correct? It, yeah. yeah, it's like inbound marketing taken to the 10th degree. It's um, free online courses. So they have videos and quizzes and they're, they're very interactive, right? Compared to like, say, an ebook or a webinar, which is, is more one directional uh, content. The online course world is uh, is sort of blossoming right now with tuition uh, being so expensive. It's a pretty interesting space, this online course provider world. Yeah, well, and, it, and it, it changes so rapidly. Let me ask you about HubSpot and the coursework that you guys share with the marketing community. What's the primary objective for content marketing? Uh, so we have different objectives for different pieces of content. You know, we have thought leadership blogs like thinkgrowth.org that sort of live on medium and are just meant to sort of have HubSpot participate in this ongoing conversation. And then we have our primary blog publications, the marketing blog and the HubSpot sales blog. Those are real big traffic drivers that tend to uh, convert into leads. And then depending on their quality and, and how qualified they are and how uh, good of a fit they are, then we'll follow up and sell into those uh, leads. And HubSpot Academy is more of a what we call a moat play. And a moat play is kind of like a defensive maneuver, right? It's a moat around your castle to keep disruptive innovation from occurring. It's like we'd rather disrupt ourselves first than have another company come in and disrupt us. So um, that's the primary objective of HubSpot Academy. It's always evolving, though. I will say there are parts of HubSpot Academy that seem a whole lot like an acquisition channel. You'd be amazed that, like, you know, a VP of marketing will sign up for HubSpot Academy account. They'll add their whole team. They'll assign, you know, different courses for different people on their team. And our sales reps are sitting there looking at these 
users sort of and what they're learning and saying to themselves, oh, this is going to be good. This is going to be good. Uh, so there are some, some you know, acquisition benefits to HubSpot Academy. There's also retention benefits, you know, be teaching people how to, use, how to do great inbound marketing and just be really uh, thoughtful about their marketing approach prior to them even signing up and becoming customers. Those customers tend to uh, retain quite a bit more. Um, I think about 20% longer on average because they understand the full philosophy of inbound marketing and that is the philosophy that the HubSpot software platform was built on. So so let me move to the, the core thing that we wanted to talk about today, which is uh, the strategies for uh, registering or, or gating content when you have a lead form, you know, whether it's an ebook or a white paper, a demo, uh, a podcast like this, pricing, whatever it is. What, what is the overarching approach that HubSpot has and you have in this area? So historically, forms are, are the sort of single conversion event. Uh, to become a lead in the HubSpot funnel. So for instance, we'll you know write up blog posts that will attract organic traffic. On those blog posts, there'll be some kind of call to action that says, hey, to learn more about this, download this ebook. And that ebook, which is a really in-depth training resource, will be gated with a set number of fields in that form. And so that helps us sort of, one, identify the intent of the uh, person and you know what they're interested in and learn about them through the data that they fill out and two it sort of helps us nurture them um, down the funnel should they uh, be a fit for the company and so for instance if someone fills out that they're a ceo they're going to get a slightly different nurturing path than if they fill out that they're an intern or a marketing manager and that's how we teach our customers that's how we recommend using forms is uh turning visitors into leads. What we see, have seen more recently is ungating more and more content. So there's this pillar cluster SEO strategy, and it's been around for a while, but I think HubSpot's really leaning into it now. The idea is to create a really in-depth, open, non-gated content asset, like a really long-form piece of content, and then link a whole bunch of cluster content around it. It's really more dependent on topics than keywords, uh, which is sort of the old way of search engine optimization. So what we've seen when that happens is that we basically take that entire ebook, which used to be a PDF behind the form, and we just put it out there on the web. In those cases, what we tend to do is drive people into our freemium funnel. And so we say, here's everything you need to know about this topic. And then the next step is sign up for the free lead ads tool, which you can use with Facebook or uh, you know, the free ads account, and we'll have them apply what they learned in the software. Do you see that as a, uh, a future trend where you're going to ungate more and more content? Yeah, I think so. I think it really builds a lot more trust. And yeah. I think when they sign up for a portal or when they sign up for a HubSpot account, it's, a, it's different than if they just fill out a lead form, right? Like they're now in the account and they can access all these different things from inside there. They never really have to fill out a form again. Um, so it's it's a I think a little bit more modern experience for the uh, for the audience. So so if you think about the buyer's journey uh, in this context, what is it? How, how does content gating play into that? Do you have a specific strategy relative to that journey? We don't have this big pool of content and then say what should we gate and what should we not gate. We go into the creation of the content 
with that in mind. So we know we need to create awareness stage content versus consideration stage content. And awareness stage content is purely there to educate and build trust. And consideration stage content is there to help the audience identify a problem that we might be able to solve. And then decision stage content is sort of the third step is they've identified the problem and now we're helping them decide between options of solving it. And so the awareness stage content is freely open to everyone. The consideration stage content, we tend to gate. That's when we uh, capture their information and do a little bit more nurturing and sort of build that trust uh, in other ways. And then the decision stage content is sort of both ways. We have a lot of our case studies up and out and open to everybody, but um, some of the more like uh, free tools like um, an ROI calculator things that are going to allow them to really make a final decision of like, what's the business case for me buying HubSpot? Fantastic. Have you seen, uh, you know, the, there's been a big movement over the last few years with more and more marketers toward uh, account-based marketing strategies. Are you seeing that having any kind of an impact on uh, gating strategies? Yeah, a bit. Um, that tends to, at least for us at HubSpot, um, be more at the bottom of the funnel. We actually structure our marketing team based on the funnel. So there's the top of the funnel, the bloggers and the uh, video producers and those people, the middle of the funnel, which is the nurturing team, and uh, the bottom of the funnel, which is like a sales enablement organization. So that sales enablement and sales productivity team, they focus on how does a, how do we support a sales rep in targeting an entire account and marketing to a, a group of people who all sort of have vested interest in whether they want to invest in HubSpot. So in the case where you do have gated content and it's, let's say, a PDF, an ebook, what do you do to uh, evaluate the and optimize the effectiveness of that content since you kind of, you know, you know that they downloaded it, but you don't know really to what degree they engaged with it? Yeah, that's a big sort of blind spot, right? That's something we've been sort of trying to tackle with HubSpot Academy by rather than using a PDF. Uh, just embedding the HTML text within their portal so that we can see sort of how far down the page they get and things like that. Um, because you're right, PDFs, I mean, they're 30, 40-year-old technology. It's not it's not really there to help a marketer identify what the person is learning. So what we can do, though, is link uh, from the PDF and use tracking links to see what they click on from the PDF, um, which is one way we sort of go about that. Another way is just uh, asking them, you know, asking their feedback in the uh, follow-up email that they get when they download something is saying, so what did you think of this content? You know, would you like to speak to an expert about, you know, what you just downloaded? That is, um, you know, not going to get you thousands of data points um, the way you know, tracking someone through a portal would, but it'll tell the sales rep a whole lot about what they're thinking and, and how they're, you know, learning and, and what they're focused on. So when somebody's captured a lead, what do you do to try to minimize the um, bad information and bogus information that you get in a lead form that, you know, doesn't really always have value? Yeah, you know, you're always going to get some bad data. And I think that's a symptom of there not being enough trust. There's sort of two things that someone needs to convert, right? And, you know, friction is the opposing force here. But trust and value. They need to see that there's something of value that they want, and they need to trust you to deliver on that value. What we have found, though, is that if you can provide a reason to give accurate data, for instance, if you only send them that uh, ebook if they give you their real email address, because you're going to only send them the ebook via email, that's one way to make sure you get their email address. You know, if you want to 
say, you know, we need to deliver this via text message or via, you know, phone number, that's, you know, going to increase your chances of getting an accurate phone number. Um, but you really do, you want to just be altruistic about it. I would say the more you can deliver value up front, the more likely they are to give you the real information. And anything you can do to, to sort of keep them from thinking you're going to just constantly hound them or this is immediately going to get rotated to a salesperson that's going to call them 20 minutes from now. Um, you know, not every first conversion is ready to talk to sales. In fact, I think <laughs> like 85% of them are not. Um, so having them sort of smoothly go through the funnel, I think is really important. What do you see as the future of gating strategies kind of moving forward? I think um, bots and chat um, and one-to-one messaging is really going to give forms a run for their money. Um, basically, if you think of that pillar page that's you know getting a ton of organic traffic, giving away all this great information, and then you have a little chat icon there that says, you know, hey, looks like you're interested in this topic. If you'd like to speak to an expert or if you'd like to talk to somebody about that, just let us know. Super passive. Just give them the opportunity to reach out to you to sort of become a hand raiser. Um, but don't actively like push it in their face, right? We don't want, we don't want pop-ups and things to get in the way. I don't want to still gate uh, any of that information. I want to use the information to build trust. And so that when they're ready to buy or when they're ready to talk to somebody, they have a way to do it however they want to do it. Have you seen any uh, tools, technology services that uh, really help with this sort of content on gating strategy or new ways to gate and giving, uh, as you said, lead forms a run for their money? Yeah, there's a ton of uh, bot technologies out there. HubSpot is uh, acquired a Motion AI, a, a bot company, about a year ago, and we're building them into our messages tool. Um, that should be out sometime in the spring. And what it does is really cool. So I've been testing this on a couple of our landing pages. Rather than the user filling out a form and going to uh, some sort of like a thank you page that delivers the content, what we did was replace all those things with a, a bot. And so the bot would sort of start the conversation. Hey, would you like to download this offer? Okay, give us X, Y, and Z piece of information. And then it's capturing that information one piece at a time. And then depending on what they gave us, then, oh, hey, uh, people who are downloading this offer typically want to talk to an expert. They might be working on their website. Would you like to speak to somebody? And within that same chat window, we can rotate them to a live person who can then sort of tell them about that offer and walk them through how HubSpot may, may be able to help them. And that is like a really clean, just, you know, super simple way to turn a visitor into an active conversation with a rep using a bot. And that's to develop some really interesting conversations for our sales reps. Uh, that is uh, that is great stuff. Uh, I, I have to say, you know, the content that I've experienced from HubSpot has been fantastic. And you're getting on this uh, podcast and sharing what uh, a powerhouse like HubSpot has learned in that area is, is uh, a real testament to the uh, the quality of the educational content that you're marketing every day. So, Eric, I, I really appreciate it. And uh, thank you very much. Is there any uh, final thoughts you want to share with us before we go? Uh, no, if you're listening out there, come check out uh, HubSpot Academy at academy.hubspot.com. Love to have you. It's all free. Hey, thanks so much. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Have a good day. You too.